1: This deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal!
0: Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. We are back for another week. Last week we did quarterbacks. This week we're looking at wide receivers. And a quick shout out to Paul Stevie on guitar. That is him. A uh, good friend of mine and an excellent guitarist. So just wanted to give him a shout out for that intro. And I got to warn you right away, the big guns aren't here. Miranda, I know that's why everybody's tuning in to listen. They're t- tuning in to hear mer. She is on a work trip, but don't worry. Do not worry because I brought in some other big guns um, a guy that he is just the best in this business he's he's helpful um, always willing to help you he is smart with all his analysis and everything he's an excellent writer an excellent podcaster and he I think it would be easier to name the sports that he hasn't written or podcasted about because there's so much um, mr rod via gomez rod how you doing your
1: Venmo will reflect your gratitude uh, and your graciousness. Uh, I'm I'm outstanding, man. I'm telling you, I I get to be on your show for a change, Justin. This is fantastic. This is going to be so much fun, and I can't wait to not have to worry about anything other than talking for a change, rather than getting it all set up. So uh, I, I'm loving this and and having a great time already because I don't uh, yeah. do anything. <laughs>
0: Oh, and absolutely. Um, so for those that don't know, if you haven't listened to SGP and fantasy football, if you've been listening or living under a rock, Rod is the, uh, the guy that kind of helped me really get into podcasting. As soon as I joined SGP, he said, Hey man, we got to get you on the show. And, um, I think it was that first week that I was with SGP that I jumped on the show and I've been learning from you since then. And, uh, Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You've taught me a lot as far as podcasting goes. And now here I am um, attempting to run my own, at least (laughs) hopefully doing a good job and learning as I go. But yeah, uh, you know, I owe you a lot of credit for that.
1: Well, you're lucky you have a great co-host as well. She does run this ship. I'll tell you right now. Uh, (laughs) I listen for her just in full disclosure. So, you
0: know, it's it's fine. I expect that. That's all right. So um, I don't know if we're going to be able to be as bubbly and giggly as she is, but we will certainly try to make it entertaining at least. Um, We're both drinking whiskey, too. Rod, what what are you drinking today?
1: So you'll be proud of me. And I'm, I'm waiting to pour this on the show. This is a Jameson Black
0: Barrel. Ooh, nice.
1: Yeah, it is a triple distilled Irish whiskey. And to be fully honest with you guys, I have zero clue about whiskey i'm not a whiskey <laughs> drinker so as i drink this you're gonna hear the absolute uh, uh just the the face that i'm making as i drink this because i'm more <laughs> of a beer drinker but for you justin it's five o'clock somewhere and That's i'm right. drinking myself some jameson uh black barrel whiskey just, just nice.
0: whiskey. cheers to you um that yeah i have had that one and it is very good um i'm an irish whiskey fan. Um, I would rank bourbon as my favorite, but Irish whiskey is very close there. So excellent choice. Um, we're going to jump right into this. We'll talk about our whiskey after we're done with the wide receivers, but we're going to jump right in. Uh, we're going over wide receivers, looking at their their budgets, um, or I guess their projected cost. And we're just going to give our opinions on if we think it's too high, too low, if we would pay that out of a $200 budget. Sound good? Absolutely. Let's roll. All right, we're going to start with Cooper Cup, who is listed as the top projected wide receiver at $57. His 2022 projected points is 321.1 points in a PPR league. 2021 stats, he finished with 439.5 points. That was first, of course. Triple crown winner of 145 receptions on 191 targets, 1,947 yards, and 16 touchdowns. Rod, is Cooper Cup worth a fourth of your budget?
1: Man, you know, I am such I don't know if I'm a terrible auction uh, fantasy player or not, because I literally I look at these prices and I think to myself, how do I build a roster when I'm paying this much money for one person? Now, granted, Cooper Cup is an outstanding player. And obviously, his numbers speak for himself. The fact that he just blew the doors off of every. And if you bought him at fifty seven dollars last season, you're happy. But right. I can't, I can't sleep at night knowing that I'm paying that much for folks. Like the rest of my roster better have gigantic upside for a dollar, <laughs> because if I'm paying $57 while still trying to save stuff for the rest of the season, but here's the thing. I understand. I understand that that premium prices produce uh, premium players or premium players produce premium prices, I guess is the other way around. So if you want them, you have to pay for them. I feel like I'm okay not having Cooper cup on my roster because I can have a a, a better roster all around than if I'm paying $57 for one person. But I do understand people paying that much for one guy, get your guy, but $57 to me, you're paying. What is it? About $5 per point (laughs) that that he's got. So do the math. If that's what you want, take it.
0: yeah no, i I agree. Um, it is definitely hard for me to drop that kind of money on a player, especially a wide receiver. We all know that fantasy football is a running back premium league, and um, good wide receivers, of course are are great to have. Um don't get me wrong, you have to have good wide receivers, but i I always invest more in running backs than I do wide receivers every time. And Cooper cup, um I know he had that great year last year. You got to expect he can't keep that up. Right. I, I don't think he keeps that up. I know Robert Woods is gone. Alan Robinson is in town. Um, They have said they want to run the ball a little bit more with cam Akers healthy, but for me, he's not the guy that if I'm going to, if I'm going to blow my money on wide receiver, Cooper cups, not the guy for me.
1: And it's tough to, it's tough to stomach because you know, you, you know that he's going to have a, fa- a fantastic season, but he's not going to have mm-hmm. that type of a season. And this, this price is based off of last season. And this, this, Price that he's going at now is everybody chasing after those numbers from last season, and we all know as fantasy players, chasing points is not the answer. So you have to figure out where you think he's going to be. Follow the projections on on your projections on uh, the the pros projections on our projections on SG, SGPN, and see what the price point per point you want to pay at. And five dollars per point, almost six dollars a point, is is tough. It's a tough sell.
0: Oh, absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. Let's move on to a guy that I would consider paying the premium for, the guy that I think might have a good chance at finishing as the number one wide receiver this year, and that's Justin Jefferson. He's $55, so only $2 cheaper. That's still a lot of money. Um, 2022, he's projected 315.5 points. That's six behind Cooper Cup's projections. 2021 stats, he finished fourth with 330 108 receptions, 167 targets, 1,616 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Rod, how do you feel about Justin Jefferson?
1: You know, you you look at this offense and you think to yourself, yeah, okay, but it's Kirk Cousins. But (laughs) Justin Jefferson has improved both seasons that he's played. He went from 1,400 yards, which is insane, to 1,600 yards, which is even more insane. So am I saying he's going to have an 1,800-yard, 2,000-yard season? Not likely with Kirk Cousins under center, but I can see somewhere in the vicinity of 1,600 yards again, especially, you know, Dalvin Cook, he's a workhorse, yes. He's probably going to go back to being a workhorse, yes. But maybe, maybe Minnesota takes it easy on him a little bit given the fact that he was injured and, and maybe now this is like their signal to slow down on Dalvin Cook and to not necessarily give him that much work. So does that open it up more for Justin Jefferson? Possibly. He's far and away the best receiver on this team. Adam Thielen well, sure. is fantastic, right? And and you know, we all love Adam Thielen, but this is Justin Jefferson's team. I think this third year is a wide receiver breakout year, right? I mean, this is what we always talk about third year breakouts. This is it for him, I think. And how much more can you break out? <laughs> but yeah, fifty-five dollars for Justin Jefferson on the rise. I, I, I would feel more comfortable with this. Yes. I'm still not wanting to do it because that's still a lot of money.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Over a fourth year budget, like you said, uh, when we're talking about Cup, it's hard to to build your team as a well-rounded team when you spend so much on one player, especially like we said, when it's a wide receiver, when running backs seem to be the premium. Um, The the thing I like about and and everybody thinks I'm crazy here, but I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good year. And if you look at his stats last year, he had more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers, four less touchdowns, but more rushing touchdowns and more rushing yards, you know, and, and it seems like everybody in my league, they always go for Aaron Rodgers. Everybody loves some Aaron Rodgers because on the field, Aaron Rodgers does great. On the field, Aaron Rodgers wins games. Kirk Cousins, not so much. You know, we all know the narrative behind Kirk Cousins not performing in primetime, but fantasy-wise, they're pretty close. And so, um, you know, with, with Kirk Cousins going for a dollar, if you only want to spend a dollar on your quarterback – then you have some, some room to maybe throw in Justin Jefferson to stack with him there and give yourself a, a good start to your team.
1: I'm not scared by Kirk Cousins. I have ridden Kirk Cousins in seasons past. And in fact, last season, I had Kirk Cousins on my Scott Fishbowl team. Now, listen, his interceptions cost me a lot of <laughs> weeks, but uh I did make it to the playoffs in, in the second round of the playoffs with Kirk Cousins on my roster in that super flex position with, All that incompletions and and all those negative points. So look, there is one receiver that Kirk Cousins can find, and that is Justin Jefferson. So if you're going to pair those two together, you are in for more fantasy weeks of positive outcomes than you are with negative ones. And especially if your league does not uh, take away for interceptions and or incompletions. If it's purely yards and touchdowns, Kirk Cousins is going to give you some good weeks with Justin Jefferson. And I'm not scared of that at all.
0: For sure. I agree. Moving along to the rookie that broke out last year and had an amazing first season, uh, Jamar Chase. He's projected $48, which if you think about for the the year he had last year, it seems like a pretty good price. Uh, 2022 projection, 299.1 2021 stats. He finished fifth with 304.6, so he's projected a little bit less. He had 81 receptions on 128 targets, 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns. Rod, we're, we're at least under a fourth of the budget now. Are, are you going that close to a fourth of the budget for a wide receiver?
1: It's funny that this is $48 versus Cooper Cup at 57. Jamar Chase showed way more. I mean, look, Cooper Cup stole the headlines last year. No mm-hmm. doubt about it, right? Obviously, he had the banner year record-breaking year but jamar chase was not that far behind him as far as impressive and especially as a rookie right yeah so if i'm if i'm chasing points i i I feel like i'm gonna chase jamar chase's points (laughs) chase chase (laughs) uh i'm gonna chase his points because he's in a situation where his quarterback is young just like him and and now they really are starting to get together and i'm i mean look that's not even to say what matthew stafford's elbow injury is going to do I know there's a lot of people scared about that, but I said yesterday on a show, look, I'm 46 years old at 30, what? 34, <laughs> 35. I woke up and everything hurt. So, I mean, I don't know how these guys are playing quarterback at 34, 35, but again, I think that Jamar chase has a, a great opportunity here to do exactly what he did last season. And then some, uh, and, and these guys are so young that they don't know what they don't know. So $48 For sure. still feels like a lot. But Jamar Chase feels like a good investment to me at 40. Yeah,
0: yeah I I have some concern that the, the defenses have figured him out a little bit. But um, when you just put the talent of that team, you know, they got to they got to stop Joe Mixon. You got T Higgins on the other side that you have to cover as well, because he's also a very talented receiver. I don't think the defenses can do enough to stop him. They can maybe limit him some games, but you can't stop Jamar Chase if he continues to play like he did last year. So and and I feel you on the age thing. I mean, at 35 I broke my foot on a redwood tree, so <laughs> so so I, let alone I don't think I could be out there throwing the football and getting hit by those big guys. That's for sure.
1: No, I'd be running the other way. I don't know how these guys look at the look at these gigantic 300-pound linemen and think to themselves, "Yeah, I want to take
0: that hit." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors, starting with Winbet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. When you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to a $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know who sent you. That's com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free money today. Offer subject change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 let us talk a little bit about Odds Trader. If you're like me... And I know I am. Don't worry. I know I am. Then you use a bunch of different books to uh, shop your bets, right? Well... Now you don't have to switch from app to app or website to website because OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books that you aren't already part of to get the best deal. The app provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. I know before I go to any of my books to check the lines, I go to OddsTrader. They have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, everything you need to make the best decision and get the best lines. So make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash so Oh, We'll move on to number four, Stefan Diggs, $40. He's projected 281.5 points, Twenty. 20- 21 stats. He finished seventh with 285, 103 catches, 164 receptions, 1,225 yards and 10 touchdowns. How are you feeling about Stefan Diggs?
1: It, Josh Allen is probably going to throw this ball. I, I mean, that's, that's a given because this running game is, is about as in jeopardy as a running game, I think could be between Singletary and, and whatever else is in that backfield. But <laughs> uh, Stefan Diggs, look, he, I feel like he's a far cry from his 127 catch 1500 yard game uh against or a season rather. And and last season, what, 103 1225. It felt like he was being ignored and yet he wasn't at the same time. I mean, any any other receiver would probably killed for 1200 yards for Stefan Diggs, that was that was almost a down season compared to what he had last season. So I don't know. It's weird because I don't know where to gauge Stephon Diggs. Yes, he is an elite talent. Absolutely has that. But will he get that same level of attention this season? Now, $40, we're starting to come down into my range. We're starting to come down into where I, I feel comfortable taking somebody. For sure. But but I don't know if $40 for Stefan Diggs makes me feel comfortable, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm personally staying away. And the, I, the, I have a really um, non-analytical reason and more of a personal reason. I drafted him first last year. I was the ninth pick in in one of my bigger leagues um drafted him in the first round and he had a good year it just wasn't the year that i needed out of a first round pick i also drafted him in our auction league i spent i think 38 then so i think it was just a little bit less um and again a good year just not the year i needed out of him i needed more um and it, it's like you said you know you look at the numbers and it looks like a great stat line, but it's just not what you expected for what you're paying for Stefan Diggs. So for me, I'm staying away this year. Um, I think they got a lot of guys that are going to step up more. They got a lot of receivers on that team, um, more tight ends than just Dawson Knox now. And uh, so, yeah, for, for me, $40 is a little too much. If it, if he was going at the $30 range, I would bid, but once it got above that, I think I would be out.
1: I feel like that's insane to say though. You know, honestly, when you look because Stefan Diggs obviously far and away the best receiver, the best pass catcher on that team and here we are saying a 1200-yard season is disappointing. When he had 103 receptions to Cole Beasley's 82 and then Emmanuel Sanders after that at 42. So, you know, I'm sorry, uh Dawson Knox at 49. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like he is the number 1 receiver on this hot Bills offense but why do the numbers not scream it like Chase or Cup or even Justin Jefferson for that matter?
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, and good point with the the Cole Beasley numbers because he is gone now. So it'll be interesting to see if more of those go to Stefan Diggs or um if it continues to get spread around a little bit. So <laughs> Rod just tried his Jameson and made a face like it was a little harsher than a beer. Is it a little harsher than a beer? Yeah, just
1: a touch. <laughs> like I said, it's five o'clock somewhere, kids. It's uh kidding.
0: All right, we'll move on to number five, Devontae Adams at his new home at the Las Vegas Raiders, reunited with Fresno State quarterback, um, which Fresno State, that's your team, isn't it?
1: That's my team, baby. That's I love team. No Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, so reunited with Carr, he's $39. 2022 projected amount drops a ton from his 2021 stats, so he's projected 278 points compared to last year. He finished second with 344 Fantasy points. That's 123 catches on 169 targets, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Rod, how do you feel about the car to Adams connection?
1: Can you explain to me why his projection has dropped so drastically? Look, I get it that he goes from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr, but let's not forget Derek Carr had 4,804 passing yards last season and he was thrown to Hunter Renfro and the ghost of Darren Waller. How? <laughs> How on God's green earth is Devontae Adams this low? And look, Justin, right off the bat at thirty nine dollars, I'm jumping all over this. This is this is fantastic value for Devontae Adams. I this guy's gonna this guy's gonna far exceed I think everybody's expectations of what him and Carr can do together back on a team. You forget that in Fresno State, this was the tandem. Like this, literally mm-hmm. was. The one-two punch and why Derek Carr was able to do the things that he was able to do is because he had Devonte Adams for those couple of years and showed that he is a a quarterback that can get it done with NFL caliber receivers. Well, now he gets him back and now he gets him back on a team that desperately needs that type of a breakout receiver because you know as as fun as Hunter Renfro is to to talk about, he's not Devonte Adams and and Devonte Adams is going to have another fantastic season. And I think he's going to have a season that's on par with guys like Justin Jefferson, maybe not so much Jamar chase, but I mean, with the two of these guys back together again, I might be writing the narrative, but I watched them in Fresno state. And I remember maybe the numbers didn't extremely scream, but they were still really solid. And these guys were still a great combination. Now they've got some years in the league together, the top league I mean, look, the sky's the limit for these guys, and and I'm taking Devontae Adams all day if he falls to $39 for me.
0: Yep, I 100% agree. Um, you know, I think the people get lost in the the good quarterback fantasy-wise versus good quarterback on the field. I, You know, I know Derek Carr hasn't won as many games as Aaron Rodgers, and he hasn't pulled off the comeback victories as Aaron Rodgers. I get that, but I think halfway through the season, Carr was still – leading the league in passing yards last year until that whole team kind of fell apart with the drama and the injuries and everything. I don't get it either. It doesn't make any sense to me that he's projected 50 less points. How is he going to drop 50 points? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it, and it's not like the defenses. I feel like the Raiders now have more offensive pass catchers that the defense have to cover for than the Packers did last year. Um, because for the Packers, you know, you had Adams and then Tanyan was okay for a while until he got injured. Alan Lazard was okay. You didn't have Darren Waller. You didn't have, um, Hunter Renfro who, yeah, not a, the greatest wide receiver, but still somebody you got to look out for because he can put up some yards. So I don't get it either. I think, I think Adams should be higher than this. Um, You know, and and these are pulled; these projected prices are pulled from a redraft, not a dynasty. So I would understand a dynasty—you pay more for those younger guys. But yeah, Adams at thirty-nine dollars seems like a a really good deal, and that's somebody that you don't have to break the bank for necessarily. Um, You don't have to spend a fourth of your budget; you save a little bit of money, and I think you get the same production.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe the touchdowns—maybe that's where they're starting to, you know, say maybe the the back that take a step back for Devontae. Obviously. Thirty-seven touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers did not get that close for Derek Carr, but still, you know, yardage counts too. And and I I don't know. Look, I, I think Devontae Adams opens up a few more touchdowns for Derek Carr. To, to be completely honest with you, because Derek Carr, or uh, I'm sorry, Devontae Adams has the capability of of breaking a couple more deep, you know, than maybe Hunter Renfro did last season. So, yeah, I mean, give me give me Devontae Adams. I'll take
0: it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's time for another shout-out to our sponsors. This time we're going to shout-out Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from pick'em and survivor to fantasy pools. It's it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Free to enter! And some amazing prizes will be announced soon. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Get in over at com slash survivor. That's com slash survivor. Hang on one moment while I go over there and sign myself up. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users. That's a lot of users. And now you could win on sleeper by playing the new over under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to ride it out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com/sgp and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 again go to sleeper.com/sgp and you'll get $100 to match your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms and use for details all right, we're halfway through. We got five more to go. So, number six, CD Lamb is at $35, $4 less than Adams, which is interesting to me. 2022 projected amount is 269.3. That's 30 more than what he finished in uh, 2021 when he had 232. That was 19th. Um, I looked at that and I thought, did I not remember he had an injury in his 79 receptions, 120 targets? 1100 yards and six touchdowns That was in 16 games so it's not like an injury limited him he finished 19th and now he's projected as the sixth um, wide receiver I know Amari Cooper is gone but does Amari Cooper gone help CeeDee Lamb that much that you would spend $35 on him
1: he scares me he literally scares me I mean and and you're right 1102 yards he only missed one game he missed that week 11 game But you look at his performance down the stretch and maybe, maybe after that injury, it was a little slow to get back, but he had no touchdowns from week 12 on his only game above 66 yards was that week that he came back where he had seven catches for 89 yards. After that, it was a 50 yard game, 66 yard game on four catches, three catches for 51, two catches for 45 in week 17. And it wasn't like he was lighting the world on fire before that either Really, he had two catches for 23 games, or for twenty-three yards against Denver, three catches for 14 yards before he got injured uh, in that one game. I mean, he had two good games back-to-back, 149 yards against uh, New England and then 112 against Minnesota. But, you know, it, you, you look at his overall total and you say, great. But you look at his game log and you're like, well, he, he lost you more weeks than he won you as a wide receiver one for that price. I'm taking Devontae Adams way above CeeDee Lamb. Uh, in this case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting um when you look at some of the the pricing they do here like for digs um Josh Allen's price is higher for Chase. Joe Burrow's price is higher. Um uh Dak Prescott's price, sorry, I couldn't get his name out there. Um <laughs> it's the cold meds. Um Dak <laughs> Dak Prescott's price is is lower. Um, so, you know, to me, that's interesting. You get a lower priced quarterback, but then you have a higher priced wide receiver. I just, I don't, I, I think Dak Prescott's worth the, the seven or $8 that he's going for. I don't think CD lamb's worth the $35 that he's going for. Um, and I just, yeah, I think you're, you're chasing some points there. You're chasing some, some wide receiver one. Oh, he's the wide receiver one on a pass happy team. Okay. That's great. But if he's not putting up the points to go with that, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, and that's really what you got to look at, too. I mean, like I said, you look at the game logs. When you're a fantasy football manager, looking at overall totals is fantastic. But you really have to look at where that all came from. Because, like I said, 149 of that came from the Week 6 game. 112 came from the Week 7 game. But uh, other than that, he didn't have a a 100-yard game after that. So he was very hard-pressed. Six catches, two catches, six catches, three catches. In a PPR, that's fantastic. But in a standard league, 23 yards, 94 yards, not bad, but not wide receiver one numbers, 14 yards, 89 yards, 61 yards. That's not getting it done for you, especially at the price that you're having to pay for him right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, moving on to a guy I know is near and dear to your heart, Debo Samuel, $31. 2022 projected amount is $259, which is quite a step down from his 2021, where he finished third with 339 um, he had 77 receptions on 121 targets, 1400 yards, six touchdowns, but he also had 365 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Rod, are you, uh, you going in for your boy Debo?
1: I love Debo Samuel, but he's not going to get eight rushing touchdowns this season. He's already gone on record and basically they just paid him. Right. So, I mean, yep. what well, he kind of doesn't have much else to prove now. They paid him. So he's just <laughs> going to go out and play ball. But here's the thing. I, I again, he's already stated that he doesn't want to be a hybrid. Like he, mm-hmm. he thought that was fun. He, he did it because the team needed him. And, and essentially that's what got him paid. You know what I'm saying? Going out last season, doing everything that he did is the reason why he got the paycheck that he got this season, but he's not going to go back out and do that again. He's not going to put himself at risk, especially when they've got Elijah Mitchell back there. Why? I mean, it was great. But now teams and and coaches and uh, defensive coordinators have had all off-season to prep for that. And they're going to stop it. So, I mean, you see Debo Samuel in the backfield. It's not a surprise anymore. And and even a couple of weeks afterwards, it wasn't a surprise anymore because we started to see that slow down a little bit for Debo. So, all that to say, I love Debo Samuel. In a redraft, I'm definitely taking him somewhere in, you know, the, the second or third round, depending... But I'm not sure that what he's going to give you is $31 worth when eight more dollars get you Devontae Adams. And, and in fact, uh, two, two less dollars get you who we're going to talk about next. So Debo Samuel is, is a fantastic receiver, and he's going to be a fantastic receiver. But he's also got Trey Lance throwing him the ball this season. So <laughs> how much more is he going to get with Trey Lance throwing the ball rather than Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, that's the unproven rookie. That's the kid that we got to pay attention to in the first. Now, look, I know in training camp, they're they're doing well. But this is live game action is going to test Trey Lance more this season than it did last season. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still a little leery. I love Debo, but I won't be touching him at $31 this season.
0: And you, you like led right into my question and answered it for me about, does he take a hit with Trey Lance's quarterback? So thank you for mind reading me there. Um,
1: <laughs> We've worked together enough, Justin. We're good.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, I don't know if I would look too much into the training camp reports because I heard some positive reports out of the Lions camp as well. So you can't <laughs> buy into those. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said as far as yeah, I think $31 is based off of, those 365 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. And you're not going to, you're not going to duplicate that. Um, Especially the amount of touchdowns, you know, I'm sure he'll get some touches, some sweeps, reverses, things like that. They're going to want to get him involved because he's so talented, but I, I don't see him doing what he did last year. Um, And and I could even see maybe him taking a step back in the receiving game because I just, I think they're going to run the ball more, they're going to play off of Trey Lance's um, strengths, which is kind of running the ball or, you know, uh, rolling out of the pocket there. And I just I don't know if Debo is going to be as involved as he was. Great player, great talent. I just don't know if you can chase it for thirty one dollars.
1: No, I, and I wouldn't be. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And this is a Niner fan the guy yeah. that would <laughs> take Debo in a redraft all day, every day. But thirty one dollars is a little too pricey.
0: Yep. So move on to uh, at $29, you can get Tyreek Hill at his new home in Miami, where he says that Tua is a more accurate passer than Patrick Mahomes. Not sure I'm buying that one, um, Tyreek, but if you say so. So his 2022 projected amount is 256. That's 40 less than when he finished sixth last year with 296. 111 receptions last year on 159 targets, 1,200 yards, and nine touchdowns. Rod, how do you feel about Tyreek this year?
1: It's like when you tell your family that your new significant other is is a better person than your old (laughs) significant other, because you have to convince them and convince yourself at the same time.
0: Absolutely.
1: I mean, the truth of the matter is this: Tua basically has Waddle there, and he's got Tyreek Hill. He's got two burners on the same team. Who's going to come out on top? I know that they're playing nice now, but this is camp, right? This is where everybody's supposed to play nice. So mm-hmm. as we move into the season, as we start to move into the preseason deeper, does Tyreek get that alpha back? Does he get the the number one designation that he deserves? Or is Waddle literally going to be right on his heels for this? Tua may be in more accurate passer than Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes also only had Tyreek Hill to go deep. Kelsey, he would run some deep routes every once in a while, but Tyreek was giving you 260 some odd yards because he would catch the deep passes. And then, of course, he would catch a couple of short ones and take them <laughs> to the house. Uh, but he's going to have to do a lot more of that then. I, to be honest with you, it, you know, two is going to probably look for him deep. But if he's going to return on this, he's going to have to get a lot of yards after the catch, is Tyreek Hill. So do I think he's going to do this on this Miami team? I, I think we may have seen the better season last season out of Tyreek than we're going to see this season out of Tyreek. He's going to, this is going to take some growing pains between him and Tua because as transcendent of an athlete as Tyreek is, I don't know that he's good enough to make Tua look like Patrick Mahomes uh, in the long run. And we all know, look, he may say that Tua is a more accurate pass thrower (laughs) than is Patrick Mahomes. But the talent level is definitely not the same between the two. Patrick Mahomes is far more talented of a quarterback than is Tua. So, you know, I don't know that we're going to see what we're going to see out of what everybody wants to see out of Tyreek Hill this season in Miami.
0: Yeah. um, So Miranda brought up, if you listen to our quarterback uh, podcast last week, she brought up the fact that when Mahomes, the pocket broke down and Mahomes scrambles around and he's very good at that. Right. He's very good at eluding pressure pressure who did he find most of the times? Tyreek Hill. So she, she was talking about how she thinks Patrick's going to take a step back. Well, in the same situation, do you think two is going to be able to run around like Patrick Mahomes, escape that pressure just like he did and find Tyreek or is Tyreek going to even going to be his option that he goes to first, or does he already have more chemistry with Jalen Waddle from last year that he's going to go that route? Um, that's where I, I think that, you know, I, I agree that Patrick Mahomes might take a step back. I think Tyreek will too. Because of that. You know, you don't have Patrick Mahomes. You don't have him run around throwing to you. Um, there's just there's a lot of things there that I, I agree with that um Tyreek's not gonna have the year that he had last year at all. Um even if he does think two is better, I don't.
1: But you've also got Gasecki and and like every single running back that wasn't already on a team. <laughs> so I mean, again, you just don't know who's gonna stick and who's who two is gonna look to. So yeah, Tyreek Hill's scary to me. I I I may still take him there because that still I mean look if we're talking Tyreek Hill still on the Chiefs he's not $29.
0: Right agreed yeah and if it's a thing where you have like your RB1 you have your RB2 and you still have the money to afford $29 for Tyreek Hill you got to go for him if you don't have anybody else left you know but um if he's nominated right away and you haven't built any of your team that's where I get scary spending the $29 right away uh, you can spend a dollar less on this next guy A.J. Brown uh, 2022 projected as 252.6 points that's a big step up as he switches teams to the Eagles from his 2021 stats well he only played 13 games too um, he finished 180 points 63 receptions on 105 targets 869 yards 5 touchdowns how do you feel about Hurts to Brown this year?
1: About the same as I felt with Hertz to just about anybody else. I look, (laughs) you got to convince me, and and maybe it's just because I'm stubborn, but I still don't know that I buy fully in to the Jalen Hurts hype train. Three thousand yards last season, not bad. Again, not not you know not something to sneeze at, but only 16 passing touchdowns. It's kind of the same argument that people make for Derek Carr when he says he doesn't throw touchdowns. I mean, Derek Carr had what 23. Touchdowns last season. Jalen Hurts had 16, and we're dogging Derek Carr, yet we're praising Jalen Hurts. I'm not quite <laughs> sure where the disconnect is. So, if you're going to tell me that Derek Carr is not a transcendent quarterback, and yet Jalen Hurts is the second coming, I get that his rushing ability is is there. I understand that that's kind of what you're you're leaning on for a a uh, Jalen Hurts, also where he had 784 rushing yards last season, but. Unless you're Lamar Jackson, I don't think that's sustainable. I honestly feel like if you're going to be the Eagles and if you're going to get better than an 8-7 and seven record from last season, you got to let Jalen Hurts throw to his receivers more. And that's why they got A.J. Brown. That's why they got a guy like A.J. Brown. So at $20, what is it, $28? Yep. $28. I think I'd speculate on him because obviously we know that he's a talent. Obviously know that he he can make good, he can make mediocre quarterbacks look really good, a la uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think for him, he's the one guy in a quarterback question situation like Jalen Hurts for me that I would go ahead and gamble on at $28 because I think he's even got more of a possibility to to dominate that receiving core than does Tyreek Hill in Miami. It's funny to say, but that's kind of where I'm at.
0: Yeah. No. So I'm on the opposite side of the Hertz train of you. I'm a, I'm a believer this year that he's going to show a lot of doubters wrong. Maybe it's just because um, Sean at the mothership, there is defending uh, Justin Fields so much that now I feel like I got to take Hertz side. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but um, I'm a full believer that Hertz is going to have a big year. And part of that is because of AJ Brown and with AJ Brown. So $28, I would definitely pay that before I would pay $29 for Tyreek. I would pay before I would pay $31 for Debo, 35 for Lamb. Now Devontae Adams, I would still take Devontae Adams, obviously at 39. But those other guys above AJ Brown, I would take um Brown first for sure. Absolutely. No question. Mm-hmm. One more shout out to a sponsor. Let's give a shout out to IP Vanish. location will be hidden ipvanish makes you virtually invisible online it's that simple you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is currently offering an incredible 70% off the, their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee. That's just like getting 9 months for free and who doesn't like free? IP vanish is super easy to use. all you have to do is the tap one button and you're instantly protected boom. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world what everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take back your privacy with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. And that's com slash SGP. And so number 10 on our list, uh, another guy that, you know, you look at his stats and it doesn't fully make sense to me, but $27 Mike Evans. He's projected to finish 251.6 points, which is just a little less than his ninth place finish last year of 262, 74 receptions on 114 targets, 1,035 yards, which is 14 yards a reception, even though he didn't have a ton of yards, and 14 touchdowns. I know they brought in Russell Gage. I know they have Julio Jones. Gronk is gone now, but they do have Bug Howard. Um, so what are you doing with Mike Evans? Is $27 too much, too low? What do you think?
1: Injury drives this train for everybody. That's why this price is driven as down as it is. And I mean, it's not like he's injury prone. You know what I'm saying? Like this this happened. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like players are going to get injured. That's, That's the way it is. And yeah, Mike Evans isn't getting any younger, but $27 for a guy that's still on the same team as Tom Brady. That is still Mike Evans. That still catches touchdown passes. And you're right. Gronk's gone. So does that mean that Evans catches a couple of more uh, red zone targets or, you know, red zone touchdown catches? Who knows? I don't know that he's going to get 14 again, obviously with Julio and Gage and now bug Howard uh, Mm -hmm. on this team, (laughs) Uh, another big tight end, another big red zone threat. But even if he gets 10, even if he gets 11, that's still good for $27. I mean that the touchdowns alone, for $27 almost makes it worth it, let alone what he's going to catch and especially in a PPR, if he can catch another 74 uh, receptions for a 1000 yards, you know, that that to me that says that it's worth $27 to spend on a speculation of Mike Evans because you could have gotten a top 5 receiver for the price of a guy like CD Lamb. To be yeah. honest with you. You know, less than CD Lamb to be honest with you. Um yep. Yeah, I'm definitely OK. And and look, if he gets hurt, you're probably no worse off than you would have been had you taken somebody else who gotten hurt. So I'm willing to roll the dice on him.
0: Here's an interesting thing I saw. Um, don't believe everything you read online. I haven't fact checked this, so don't quote me on it. But um, Mike Evans and Devonta Adams were both drafted in 2014. Evans has 606 receptions, less than Adams' 669, but Evans has 9,301 yards to Adams' 8,121. He's got two more touchdowns in his career and eight straight 1,000 plus yard seasons compared to Adams' three 1,000 yard seasons. So I know you can't compare based on historical data because you got different quarterbacks, you got different situations, of course, but when you look at those, and then you look at $27 makes me go, eh, he seems worth $27. You know, you, you bank on the fact that let's hope he doesn't get injured. You always hope none of the players that you draft get injured and uh, you just roll with it. So I'm definitely okay. Spending $27 for Mike Evans.
1: It's consistency. You know, year in and you're out what you're getting with it. And, and look, I mean, Evans still even played in 16 of the 17 games last season. It wasn't as if he missed a, an entire season. Still got you over a thousand yards, still got you 14 touchdowns, uh, 13 touchdowns a year before 12 touchdowns once before. So, you know, Mike Evans is a known, a known commodity. And, and for what you're paying for him right now, please, you know, let somebody, <laughs> let somebody let him fall to me at $27.
0: For sure. Um, just to touch on just a couple other guys, I'm just going to say their, their names and their values here. Basically, these are the next guys on the list. Keenan Allen at 27, Michael Pittman at 23, Jerry Judy at 15, Hollywood Brown at 14, Allen Robinson at 11. Any of those jumping out at you?
1: Keenan Allen at 27. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to forget that he actually can play football and that he's a (laughs) solid receiver and that he's a thousand yard receiver in and of his own right. And he's still got Justin Herbert throwing to him. Like, what more do you need? This is another guy. This is another $27 guy that I am more than okay if he's my wide receiver one, wide receiver two, because I know that I'm going to get stuff for for Keenan Allen every single week.
0: I would rather draft Mike Evans and Keenan Allen at $27 each than pay Cooper Cup 57. So then you get two of them for 54 based on the 57 for Cup. I think I would take those two in that value first.
1: Oh, beyond yeah, absolutely. That That to me is a much better much better proposition uh, than that because, yeah, I mean, look, consistently getting you double digit fantasy points almost week in and week out based on a PPR. So yeah, man, uh, he, he wins you weeks. Keenan For sure. People don't remember that.
0: And then Alan Robinson, $11. This is a guy that was fantasy relevant on the Chicago bears, my Chicago bears and uh, their quarterback play. You might not know this hasn't exactly been consistent or necessarily good. Uh, over the years he was there and now he's got Matt Stafford in a pass happy offense. Um, I think that's going to be a really good fit for him. I think he's going to have a good year. $11 seems like a steal. Then a couple of value plays, two young guys, two old guys. Kadarius Tony's only a dollar. Christian Watson's projected a dollar. Michael Thomas and Julio Jones all projected a dollar. Do you like any of those younger or older guys?
1: You know, I like, well, it's funny that Michael Thomas and Julio Jones are both a dollar. That's Right. <laughs> that's again, that's betting on on injuries all over the place. And Michael Thomas at a dollar is, is look, I don't think he's going to get injured again, but I understand that he's on a very very bad team right now. So, uh I may speculate on on him for a dollar, but as far as the 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 young guys, gimme Kadarius Tony. Um I like what I saw from him in flashes, and if I'm only paying a dollar for a guy who's maybe a flex option week in and week out and maybe somebody who I can slide in as a bi-week replacement just just to speculate on and and maybe if he even gets better over the course of the season um i like tony i I don't think his his situation's gotten any worse he was still decent most of the weeks that he played in in the season
0: for sure yeah real quick before we get to the mailroom i'm going to talk about the uh the bourbon that i'm drinking i'm drinking steeple ridge which is made in my state of iowa um just a, a little thing about them. The Lonely Oak Distillery was born out of a dream and a promise. The dream to make small batch craft spirits using grains grown right here in Western Iowa on the Hoffman family farm. It's on its generous land that we planted the seeds, harvested the grains and perfected the recipe for the heartland's finest spirits. That's our dream. Our promise. You will taste the difference received a gold medal at the 2021 Denver international spirits competition, 91 points out of a hundred, um, it's another, this is, i you guys are probably going to think, I think all whiskey is smooth. I promise I don't just the ones I've picked, um, are, happen to be smooth. Um, but yeah, this is another one, very smooth. I get a, a nice light Oak, not a heavy Oak, nice light Oak and vanilla. You know that I'm not, um, a, a whiskey sommelier, so I can't pick out every flavor or scent there, but, um, definitely a highly recommended one and in my home state of Iowa. So if you get a chance to try it, I highly recommend it.
1: Well, I, of course, reached for the Jameson Black barrel, not being the whiskey connoisseur that uh, <laughs> the, the um, marks are. I, I just decided to grab one. And this is for those of you who aren't either. And you can find this in your local uh, liquor store or even your grocery store, depending on it. From the website, it says double charring the wood fires up the barrels and gives them new life. Untold richness and complexity awaits in every drop of Jameson Black Barrel. It's perfect on its own, which I am drinking right now, or on the rocks, uh, but it's also commonly known as the best whiskey for old fashioned. See? Nice. I, yeah. I knew the theme of this one. <laughs>
0: That's right. So
1: trust us, taste it, uh, and then meet our beloved Black Barrel whiskey. I, I love it. It's actually, for me, as not a whiskey drinker, I, Justin said I made a face, which I did because I always do. What I <laughs> But it actually is not bad. And the second sip, I didn't make nearly as much of a face. So I like it.
0: Listen, if you're not a whiskey drinker, the first drink of whiskey is always bad. Um, Even distillers will tell you that, that the first drink, it's always a shock to the senses. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and a distiller um, put it in this terms. We're drinking a consumable flammable. It's, it's literally we're drinking a consumable fl- so it is a shock to your senses so that first taste sometimes even if it's a really good whiskey it can it can really shock your senses um
1: Dude, I, know I never we're, about it that way <laughs> yeah
0: i know we're running a little low on time so let's get some mailroom questions i really wanted your input because i know you've played in super flex leagues um this is from our our reddit f football auction go check it out this is from user key pangolin 1696 What's your quarterback strategy for a super flex league, and how do you val- value quarterbacks in super flex versus non?
1: So I literally just drafted in the Scott Fish bowl, which is a super flex. Of course, it's got all kinds of nine million other scoring, you know, devices to it as well. But here's the thing: it all boils down to the fact that it is a super flex, and you watch quarterbacks fly off the board. So my strategy when it comes to super flex in any situation doesn't matter if it's the funky scoring that Scott Fish has or just a normal average, uh, super flex league is go ahead and take a quarterback first in that first round, take your quarterback, take the one that you know you want, because they're all they're not going to be there for you in the second round. Literally the top 10 quarterbacks usually come off. Somebody gets cute. Maybe you can find a, a value in the second round, but don't be that person because if you really want a quarterback and and you have, especially like the first five picks of the draft, take that quarterback because you're not getting him coming back in the second round. You're just not. Yep. then you can wait. I, I, I know that a lot of people like to come back and take quarterback quarterback because they think, oh, I've cornered the market. But you'll find that the the line between quarterback one and quarterback two, or, or quarterback two rather, just those lines in between those, not really that bad. So you can find good value, even if you wait three or four rounds for your second quarterback. If you start to sense another quarterback run happening, then you can start to to, to jump up a little bit. But it's okay to wait. So for me... I'm okay grabbing a guy like uh, what do we talk about? Like Mahomes, if you're really going number one, or Allen, or maybe even Prescott, if you're if you're jumping that way. I went with Lamar Jackson as my first at, at pick number four, but then you can wait because Kirk Cousins is waiting down there for you. Even Ryan Tannehill is waiting down there for you if you're really that low. So, and those guys, like I said, week in and week out, they give you solid quarterback two performances, which is all you need out of your second quarterback in a super flex. So. That that's my strategy.
0: Yep, and I would agree, and that translates to auction as well. I think you know your your top rated guys. You you go in on you get your QB one, and you spend more money than you normally would in a non superflex league. But then I wouldn't blow the budget on your QB two. I would find a value guy. Derek Carr is uh, projected at four dollars. Kirk Cousins at a dollar. Um, Justin Fields is going for three or four, and he's got good running upside rushing upside so um yeah i would spend more for your qb1 um spend kind of not quite your probably your rb1 numbers but close to what you might a um a wide receiver and uh then but don't blow your whole budget on quarterbacks don't go all out on qb2 so i think yeah definitely same page there um, now for my nemesis, Redwood seven, one, three Reddit name, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'm just a little sore about my broken foot. Uh, what are your thoughts on drafting two stacks for a boom or spike weeks? So, um, getting two quarterbacks and their wide receivers.
1: I would rather have consistency across the weeks, one or two weeks, unless you're in like a, a, a total points league where you need the points every single week like that if you're trying to win weeks, win weeks, don't, don't mm-hmm. try to plan for a big week here, a big week there. And then, you know, try to try to live off of that. You want to consistently win weeks, double stacking. Yeah. Okay. If you think that it's going to produce for you more weeks than it's not, but if you're literally just going for a couple of big weeks here and there, that you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because what's to say those big weeks come before the playoffs and then you're left in a lurch, during the playoffs, right? You've built for these Mm -hmm. two or three big weeks, but none of them happen in the playoffs. (laughs) So now you make it to the playoffs and then you just kind of screwed yourself in that. These guys are, are, especially if they have a down week in the playoffs, right? Yeah, It's tough. I know it's tough to predict, but if you're going to plan for stuff, plan to win more weeks than you're going to lose. And, and that doesn't come from uh, loading your roster with more than, a few players from each team every week.
0: And I think even um, when you're, you're doing a stack, sometimes you're reaching on a player a little early anyways, to complete your stack. Now, I think if you work two into those, I think you could be missing out on um, better valued players. So if it's a thing where it falls just right, sure. You know, try it out. But um, otherwise I think you're going to get a little frustrated trying to aid decide which one's going to have the boomer bust week because if it's not a best ball you got to make those decisions and then b you're going to be sacrificing some value um, as far as your picks go so I, I think if it falls in your lap great but otherwise i would focus on if you want a stack get one stack and then just build the best team you can around that um, redwood 713 had one more question what's your go-to drink when drafting
1: give me any sort of IPA. I love, I'm, I love hazy IPAs lately. That's been my thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, grab a nice IPA and, and chill and actually sit back and drink. And, and for me, like I love trying all different ones. I, I don't necessarily like to have the same beer twice. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't have a go-to beer because I'll just go through my local liquor store or my local grocery store and see what kind of IPAs I can find, uh, the higher ABV, the better. <laughs> give, me, give me, I'd like to, I like to, to start throwing stickers on the board toward the end that I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the draft. So yeah, give me, give me a nice hazy IPA somewhere along the eight to nine uh, APV limit.
0: I, so I'm sort of liking some IPAs now. I used to like zero sort of, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm sort of starting to like some. So Redwoods, his uh, last year, he drank old Forester 1920 bourbon. Won the regular season, lost in the playoffs. Not sure that they should repeat um, because little superstitions there. Are you superstitious enough you would change your drink?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) I I had Bud Light one year, lost the league. (laughs) Never drank Bud Light again.
0: No more Bud Light. Um, I am the same way. Last year, I turned to one of my favorites, Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, and I won the league that I drank it while I drafted, so I will be repeating that this year. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. So Rod is all over the SGB, SGP site. Can't talk because of the whiskey. Um, he's all over sportsbook review site. He's got podcast. Can you tell me your list of podcasts that you do real quick? Because ah, there's a lot of them.
1: We got 20 minutes. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, just on the SGPN network, man. I got uh, the NASCAR gambling podcast, the CFL gambling podcast. We just launched the F1 gambling podcast. Which, by the way. Keep your ears open this week for the F1 Gambling Podcast. We're going to have a fantastic surprise for you guys out there. Uh, and, and yeah, like Justin said, got work on the sportsbook review for the CFL as well. Uh, just having a blast, man, producing content, being on the show with you. And I'm telling you right now, I'm living the dream, my friend. I'm living the dream. Well,
0: and you are very good at all the content you do produce. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the social
1: That's right. You can follow me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. That's the best place to find just about everything I'm up to. Literally, that's the best place because that's where I post everything I'm doing. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. And of course, just find all the podcasts that I do on the SGPN and uh, and catch me soon. Like, I mean, you know, go back and watch draft day. Justin (laughs) and I will both be on it.
0: That's right. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll get you out of here. Thank you so much for joining me. This was interesting. A uh, little swap because normally you're the host and I'm joining your show. So this was a lot of fun having you on. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I love it, man. I I do more of this, to be honest with you. I love second seat.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, we will definitely have you back. We'll have to have you back when Miranda's here, too, so we can all join in on the fun. Uh, you can find me at Football on Twitter. Don't forget to reach out if you want to be in our fantasy football league. It's the SGPN listener league gets an auction league winner gets a bottle of bourbon or if you don't like bourbon SGPN merch and uh, otherwise thanks for joining old-fashioned football and again don't forget to check out Steeple Ridge bourbon it is just phenomenal made right here uh, in Iowa where I'm located And, um, so I I was looking at their website and each bottle is hand signed with its own batch and bottle number. There are no two alike. Had to check mine out. Mine is batch number 11 number bottle number 643. Um, just uh, one more thing. I mean, this is a 92 proof and it it does, it just, it drinks so smooth. It drinks very smooth, Uh, a very, very good bourbon, um, right out of Iowa. In fact, for our, um for our fantasy football challenge that we're going to have our auction league. When we give a bottle of bourbon away, we may have to choose this one just because us as the hosts are from Iowa. Um, And we got to, we got to talk to, we got to talk to Lonely Oak distillery, see if we can get them on the show um, to talk about their steeple Ridge, talk about their distilling and everything. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. So uh, make sure you tag them, let them know that we need to get them on the show. Miranda and I will discuss them when Miranda returns she will be back next week. We're going to talk about running backs, the most important position in fantasy football, of course. Talk about running backs the next week. We're going to talk about tight ends. we got some other stuff in store for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. My drink is just about gone. Going once, going twice, sold.
1: Old Fashioned Football.